Hey, welcome back. We're on episode four of Cheeseheads and Arrowheads. I'm Devin Morton, joined by my co-host and Packer lover, Logan Overmuller. Hey, we back. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, throw our socials at you again. Try to get everybody on there, see some other hot takes that you guys have, and uh, we can throw them on the show. So our Gmail is cheeseandarrows22 at gmail.com. Our Twitter and Insta handles are cheese, the letter N, arrows. And on Facebook, it's just cheeseheads and arrowheads. Find us on there, and you guys can hopefully follow us, like our content. We'll be putting content out every week. And, uh, you know, like I said, send us some hot takes and tell us what you think. So, leading into this week, Logan, we're just days away from the start of the season. Three days. Yes, sir. How are things looking in uh, Packers camp after the wrap-up of preseason? Looking good. Not uh, too many surprising cuts down to the 53-man. Got some really good injury news that we'll get into that I'm very excited for. Um We're back. Uh, yeah. So, not too many surprises on the 53-man roster. Uh, would have liked to see Javon Winfrey make the team, finally. He's been on and off of it for the last two years. Be nice to see him get back on there. But he is back on the practice squad, so not not too big a deal there. I'm sure he'll be on and off throughout the year with injuries and whatnot. What's going on in Kansas City? Well, over in Kansas City, uh, we did have, I think, a surprise made it onto the roster. You know, I have to apologize. I I dogged him last week. I said Ronald Jones was just putting himself on tape for 31 other teams, and he he proved me wrong. He ended up making our roster, so we're carrying four running backs into the season, and we'll see how that goes. It's like I said last week, we're just nobodies. Yeah, that's why we don't get paid any money for our wonderful takes on this. Uh, Still fun, though. It is. We uh, Basically, everybody I thought would make the roster made it. Pacheco, of course, got on there. Justin Watson ended up making the roster. He took our uh, fifth spot as wide receiver. And over on defense, all of our rookies that I thought would make it are on there. I don't didn't really see any big surprises. And, yeah, I'm just ready to see how these young guys affect our defense. And hopefully they make a big impact and the Chiefs can have a better than mid-tier defense this season. I did see one prediction uh, that someone thought Carl Loftus would win the defensive rookie of the year. I don't know about all that. I can say I don't know that I've seen enough from him just yet to put such high praise on him. I would sure love it if it happened, but I'm not going to stake my claim on that just yet. I'm going to have to see how he plays against true ones in real NFL games. And if he comes out week one and just looks like he's going to be a terror for quarterbacks, then then I might say a little different, but we'll have to wait and see. Other than that, uh, any, what else are we going to talk about in the likes of the NFL this week? Uh, league as a whole. Finally got a starter named in Pittsburgh. Not a big surprise. Kind of the way I figured they'd go. 
got a big contract in the Mile High Stadium. That Walmart money hits different. Yes, it does. Um, got some more legal issues to talk about with Saints safety. Um, something I thought you might mention is uh, Josh Gordon getting released. The Flash is back out and available. Yeah, you know, I I didn't think it was mentionable. I really didn't think he did anything for us last year. We brought him on in early in the season, and they tried to produce some touches for him, and the ones that they did, they got him one touchdown and one first down. Other than that, he was kind of just out there to fill a space as a body. Yeah, he's he's a little too into the extracurriculars. He's not the same anymore. It's all right. Um, another comment I'd like to maybe dabble on a little bit is Baker Mayfield gets to go play week one against former team Cleveland. Had a little something to say, something along the lines of "I'm gonna fuck them up." Love it. Me too. I have no doubt that he's gonna put everything he has into that game and hopefully just stomp them out. I mean, I mean, who's he got playing against them at quarterback? Right. It's ridiculous the amount of hate that guy has seen for really no reason yeah he was off last year but he had injury problems all year he took that team back to the playoffs and gave them life again yeah they had some other pieces fall in place but all in all you get a quarterback in there that has the right mindset and does some good stuff get you where you want to be but uh dive a little deeper into green bay dave bakhtiari Got into some team drills today, so that was nice to see. He is on track to start on Sunday, so finally he's back. That'll be the the, the first real start in, what, a couple of years now? Or? Uh, well, he started in Detroit at the very end of last season, last game. He played a drive, then he was done again. Didn't see him again, so that's lovely. So hopefully it'll be his first real start and continue to start after. Exactly. Hopefully you can stay in there. A uh, couple other ones. Uh, Elton Jenkins is back as well. That's good to see. Have uh, two very good linemen back to protect that line blindside. And also, Mr. Robert Tunyon, our tight end. Seems like he'll be there on week one after that nasty knee injury last year. He made a very quick recovery that I'm happy to see. Christian Watson is kind of up in the air. I'd like, I'd really like to see him, especially after what uh, we just heard about him on Pat McAfee podcast with Aaron Rodgers talking about him a little bit, saying he has an extreme stride length, speed that just other people don't know about yet, and just something they haven't had in a long time, he said, so. Excited to see him out there when we finally can. Of course, Romeo Dobbs. Can't wait to see him actually out there on a live football field playing against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we, we've seen him in practice. He goes against one of the best secondaries on a daily basis, and he burns them. No but problem. the good news is, unlike what you said, he won't be playing against Aaron Rodgers. He will be playing with him, though. Oh, yep. Yeah, missed that one. Good catch. But anyways, yeah, he'll be playing with them out there on the field. It'd be nice to see a uh, quarterback with a little bit more uh, arm talent throwing to him. 
But like I was saying, he does practice against one of the best secondaries on a daily basis. And I don't think he's going to slow down too much once he gets to the actual field. Um, one thing that did surprise me a little bit, I guess, on the 53-man is we only kept two running backs. Kind of seen it coming, but I don't really like to see that we only have two. Um, you get one of them that goes down and you're you're scratching at the bit for the rest of that game at least. Um, really You'll thought, either be looking for free agents or pulling somebody up off that practice squad. Yeah, and they did keep uh, Patrick Taylor and... Goodson for the practice squad, which is fine. Um, I think if Kylan Hill would have been back from his knee injury later in the year last year, that would have been a different story. I think he would have easily made the 53-man because he was doing some really good things. Um, more stuff on the Packers' defense, like every week. See another good thing. Um, see people saying that, yes, it does look amazing on paper, but that doesn't even compare how good it is really looking and is supposed to really be what uh let's take a little deeper dive into kansas city what you got well speaking of quarterbacks um and carrying people onto the roster the chiefs will be carrying three quarterbacks onto the roster this year they did uh keep shane buchel on the active roster i've seen that so i'm not sure if that's more of a play as he might be taking over the role of backup from henny or if they just wanted to protect him and didn't want to leave him on the practice squad to maybe be grabbed by a team that needs him, you know? Yep, that is uh, one thing I was kind of worried about with Juwan Winfrey because I thought he did really well in camp, really well in preseason. But he is sitting on that practice squad and hopefully he stays there because I have a feeling we'll need him at some point. So along with carrying three quarterbacks onto the roster, we also have four running backs and three tight ends on there. Uh, we kept Fortson up on the active roster along with Noah Gray as Kelsey's backup. I think Fortson will play more of a slot receiver type than actual tight end. He's played both in his time here in Kansas City. He's switched back and forth from wide receiver to tight end as position labeling goes. But I could see him as more of a big slot guy from Mahomes to look for down in the red zone. Probably work him in like that. Or the Chiefs do love their heavy sets with two to three tight ends. And they send three big guys out running routes separate directions. And you got to cover all three or you're going to pay for it. Also, the Chiefs defensive line, I think we ended up keeping uh, six guys for our defensive line. We kept uh, Frank Clark, obviously, Karloftis. You've got Chris Jones. Colin Saunders made the active roster. Uh, Joshua Kando also making it in there. Good to see that. And What about your uh, big heavy guy you were telling me about? Oh, Danny Shelton. Yeah, we actually ended up signing him to our practice squad. I'm not sure if that's a move to maybe once Blake Bell is officially on the IR bring him up as a rotational piece for the defensive line or not. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to touch on, man, it is ridiculous how good the Chiefs are at drafting talent in the draft and keeping them in on their team. Out of the last three drafts, I believe the stats were that there are three players 
that the Chiefs have drafted that are not currently on their roster, whether it be the active roster or the practice squad. And for them to be able to keep that kind of talent that they're drafting seems pretty wild to me. Absolutely. I mean, we also seen you guys go out on a spelling or a uh, spending spree a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, which whatever you can, we all know that there's ways to manipulate the money when it comes to those contracts, but yeah. Cat right. number can always be moved around. It definitely can. And it raises every year. One of the other nice things I uh, noticed about our 53 man roster, you know, it, it kind of hit me. A few minutes after I looked into it, our roster does not have a Ben Neiman or a Daniel Sorensen on it. And man, does that just, as a Chiefs fan, it just it gave me so much joy in my heart to know that I won't have to yell about either of those two being on the field on a big third down play and letting the, letting the offense get behind them and just take the top off of the defense and ruin everything. Have we seen that a couple times before? Once or twice at least. That's another thing you mentioned uh, that kind of brought me back. Wanted to say another thing about Green Bay's defense. Funny thing I seen a couple days ago. They do not have a starter over the age of 30. So not alone are we supposedly that good at defense. We're also that young. So that's great. And that was one of the focal points that the Chiefs tried to hit on this offseason as well was getting younger and hopefully faster on defense as well. You know, we let Tyron Matthew walk and brought in Justin Reed in his place. That's dropping significantly in age. Justin Reed's going to be a lot younger. He seems like he's still got got the potential to be your field general from the back, just like Matthew was. And then... You know, we moved on from, not that he was that old, but Traverius Ward, he went out to the 49ers, and we're keeping our young guys around. We're getting younger on the defensive line. We got rid of our older linebackers. Now we're just running with Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. I see nothing wrong with that. I think it's good to be young on defense, and Absolutely. they want to, you know they want to run around and pop helmets off. Oh, yeah. They Keep just want to bring the violence to the field. Keep you a couple core guys, but then just build the defense around them. Yep. So, diving into the NFL a little bit. Trubisky named the starter in Pittsburgh. Surprised? Not really. Uh, I'm not really surprised. I figured he'd get the start week one. Said that last week. Kenny Pickett. But for it to take this long for him to announce a starter tells me that it was pretty close with Kenny Pickett. Um Mason Rudolph, I believe, still made the roster, even though there's been quite a few trade talks surrounding that. I uh, think they, they mostly gave him the start because it is against his former team. They want, you know, they, they want to be part of the headlines for opening weekend. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a great story if they come out and win. It's a revenge game. You know, I want to prove that I'm better than what you thought I was. Right. Or whatever, but I definitely don't see him holding on to that starting job all season. No, probably not. It's just going to be too short of a leash even because he might start messing up a little bit. We'll see. Mike Tomlin might yank him early, whereas other quarterbacks might get a little bit more leeway. Um, another thing, got some more money getting sent into the AFC West. 
Russell Wilson signing that massive contract. They gave him almost exactly half of Mahomes' contract. And if I'm honest, I don't know if it was worth it. And that's not a hit against Russell Wilson. But I don't, I, I truly don't believe that quarterback was the issue in the sole issue out in Denver. It obviously was an issue. Drew Locke, he can play, but he just hasn't showed that he can play at a sustained level. And, you know, I, I in this offseason, I found a two-and-a-half-minute-long video of different passes from last year. Drew Locke hitting Jerry Judy in the hands, some of them in traffic, some of them wide open, and the ball ends up falling to the ground. So what's the difference? What's, what's going to happen when they bring in this new quarterback and pay him millions of dollars just for the same wide receivers to have the exact same thing happen and watch the ball hit the ground over and again. Let's ride. Broncos I mean, country, let's ride. It is Russell Wilson. It's uh, I kind of expected it. He's at that age where that quarterback usually gets that big paycheck. It is what it is. Uh, something that I did think was kind of interesting. Three of the top seven highest paid quarterbacks are out of the AFC West on a per year basis. And I don't think it's very long before there's four in that top seven. And that might be the case, but as these new contracts come out and these guys are, so Russell Wilson's making 245 million over five years, his contract's going to get heavier and heavier in the next couple years. Whereas these quarterbacks are going to keep getting paid at this high rate. And every time there's a new quarterback that signs a deal like this, it just makes Mahomes' contract look that much better for the Chiefs. Yep. They signed him long-term, a 10-year deal for $500 million, and they can move that money around so much. They already have. They can they restructure his contract to no end. They're going to continue to move his money around. He's going to get his money. The team's still going to have their money to play with and get whatever tools they might need to continue winning. But... We'll see if Denver's just as smart on the cap side or if Russell Wilson's going to end up bringing them down with that giant cap hit. In which I, I think it's definitely an upgrade, but like you were saying, it wasn't the only issue out there. I do think they will be a better team this year for sure. I mean, because it's not just him. They got Javante Williams. That's kind of turning into a very decent running back. So kind of excited to see that, even if it means uh, Melvin Gordon. Going further down, kind of sucks to see a old Wisconsin guy do that. And then you got Jonathan Taylor out in Indy hitting that. And I kind of went into this because uh, we got another awesome running back growing up in Wisconsin, Braylon Allen. He's only 18 years old. It's his second year. Uh, broke the record for longest touchdown run. That was cool to see. Just had to mention that in there because it's part of the Wisconsin football things. Um. Another thing, the uh, Marcus May Saints safety got assault with a firearm. What's going on with these NFL players these past couple of years? I mean, it just seems like every week there's a new scandal, there's a new problem, someone else gets arrested. It's just, why is it getting this way? Can you not just calm down? I, I can't tell you I actually have a good reason for it other than... These guys just don't think every action through. You know, they they do things without thinking about what the repercussions could be. 
And in a lot of these cases, some of them are going to end up getting suspensions, maybe getting booted from their teams, depending on the severity of whatever legal co- legal deals they're in. But I don't know, man. It just seems like they're not really using their heads out there. Uh, it's getting bad. I mean, especially you had rugs last year. Of course, Deshaun Watson thing going around, Matariza, like it just kind of blows your mind. I mean, not that it was Brian Robinson's fault out in Washington, their new running back. It's not his fault he got shot in a robbery, but I mean, that's another thing that hits the news. It's like, what is going on? I mean, these kids just get all this money and I guess don't know how to act once they get it. It just seems like they're always in into problems. And it could also just be who they're surrounding themselves with outside of the team. They could be just hanging out with the wrong crowd and they end up in a bad situation. That very well could be why Robinson ended up getting shot. Somebody found out what he does for a living and knows he's going to make some money. They're going to try to rob him. Easy target. Um, Back into the Baker Mayfield thing. I'm super excited to see him in Carolina after what they did do him in Cleveland. I think they really screwed that whole deal up. They don't even have a great starting quarterback for their first 11 games this year. I mean, that's another thing. I don't think Baker was any of the problem in Cleveland. Um, Is he the best quarterback out there? No, but he's a solid winner. He has fun when he plays the game. I love seeing that. Seeing him in Carolina, hopefully Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. He's got some good targets in DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. And they have they have a sneaky good defense too, so you never know what Carolina might do this year. But I do agree. I hope Baker goes into Cleveland and fucks them up. Unlike Trubisky, I really do think Baker's going to be able to go out there and hold the starting hold the starting job all year, barring an injury. He he never showed me anything in Cleveland that said he was a bad quarterback. He had turnover issues. A lot of quarterbacks go through that. Brett Favre, Peyton Manning. Not that I'd ever put him in that category no, with those players, say, but yes, I do. I do understand what you're saying. But like I said, he he never showed me anything that was bad in Cleveland. He just goes out there, he plays hard, and you know he's going to give whatever team he's playing for everything he's got. Because man, that guy just loves to play football. He really does, and it's good to see. Another thing that's good to see: uh, college football was back last weekend, so it's nice to start seeing some regular football on the TV. Did you catch the end of the FSU-LSU game? I did not. I just seen it was very close. Came down to the wire, man. LSU going down 99 yards in the final minute of the game to try to tie it and send it to overtime. FSU blocks the kick, and that's it. Absolutely heartbreaking. And LSU takes a fat L with Brian Brian Kelly as the head coach for their first week. Yeah. They'll be all right. LSU always seems to figure out a way. Um, Speaking of college and young guys, uh, why don't you talk about someone you might have played with in high school? Yeah, we wanted to give a shout-out to Tanner Owen, a guy that, as Logan mentioned, I played with in high school, and he graduated uh, just a year behind us from Kearney, and he just got signed as an offensive tackle to the Saints 53-man roster. So we wanted to give a big shout-out to him. Congrats, Tanner. Absolutely. And uh, also just down the road, Nick Seltzer had another kid from them, Samuel Webb. He made it to the Raiders 53-man roster. He's a corner. 
So that's kind of cool to see two guys from only 10 miles apart making it to 53-man rosters in the league this year. It's definitely cool, but I've always wondered, man, how, how much it's got to hurt your heart to be a Kansas City kid and grow up rooting for Kansas City and have to go wear the black and silver on Sunday. Yeah, that's got to be... Uh, I mean, that happens, though. You hear about it all the time. Not very often do they go where they came from, but it is what it is. guess you move past that when you get to that level. We won't understand that. For sure. All right, so with it being a slow week, I mean, there's not a whole lot going on in the NFL. I thought that was kind of weird also. Um, week going into the season, everything around the NFL has just been a little quieter than usual, so uh, we'll go into a couple week one predictions. We'll predict uh, some primetime games, and then uh, we'll go dive into our teams a little bit. With uh, Thursday, we got the Bills and Rams. Um believe uh, that's pretty close to one of your Super Bowl picks. It is one of them. It is also one of mine. Who you got coming out on top on Thursday? I don't know, man. Um, it'll it'll be a rough one. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a heavy, heavily offensive game. Definitely. It'll. I really think it'll just depend on how well Josh Allen's line can slow down because you can never stop Aaron Donald. If they can slow him down enough for josh to escape the pocket and use his legs or just long enough for him to get the ball out and find Diggs or davis then i think he'll they'll end up pulling it out and winning but on the flip side of that if they can't find a way to slow down aaron donald i think he's gonna wreak havoc on their offensive line and it'll Stafford swing the rams Cup. way so i i really think it'll really just come down to how well the Buffalo offensive line ends up playing in that game. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good uh, bet. I would also have the Bills taking that one out. At least I hope so. I'd like to see the uh, Rams take a loss week one. It's never too soon to start thinking about playoffs. Uh, Sunday night, Bucks and Cowboys. Where are you going? Tom Brady? We know you love him. Oh, you know how much I love Tom Brady. Which is why the only time in my life I will ever root for the Cowboys is whenever they play Tom Brady. Because last year they opened the season with it. This year they got first game on Sunday Night Football, Dak versus Brady. And this time I fully believe Dak's getting the better of him. Brady's got too much going on at home. He's got to worry about Pete Davidson taking his wife because his wife's not happy with him. So... Tom Brady's going to have too much going on in his head. You know, he had to take two weeks off for personal shit. He's got a lot of shit going on, man. So, uh, yeah, Dak's coming out with the win. That'll be the one and only time I say the Cowboys got it. Other than that, you know the Cowboys are fucking it up for the rest of the season. You know, I think you get more worked up talking about Tom Brady than you do your own Chiefs, buddy. You get louder. Something about the hatred. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. Um, cause Des dropped it. That is the lone reason. So Brady's going to go in there, start off his 45th year on this planet winning. I definitely got the bucks cause Des dropped it. Um, and more on people you love the Walmart man. Let's ride himself. They're going to be riding on up to Seattle. What you got happening there? Well, it is an AFC West, you know, division rival. So I want to preface it by saying it has nothing to do with that. 
I would fully love to see Broncos country ride up to Seattle and bring an L back home with them. Because, man, they've just hyped him up so much on how he's going to turn the, the Broncos around. He's the answer to all their problems. And, man, wouldn't it just be hilarious if they go up to Seattle and Drew Locke gets to turn around and beat his old team and Russell Wilson just falls on his face in week one. However, that would be very funny. I don't see it happening there because Seattle, I think, is going to be one of the bottom teams in the league this year. They're just... And it's sad to see a team... But it happens all the time. You see great teams that just fall off like out of nowhere, super fast. Houston's done it. They traded away everyone. Looks like Seattle's following in its footsteps. They kept DK Metcalf. Um, they were thinking about trading him. But anyways, yeah, I definitely got Russell Wilson riding in there and taking the W back to Denver. In all reality, more than likely that's what's going to happen. But I'd still love to see Broncos country ride back home with an L. Definitely. Um, so we'll kind of dive into our teams. Green Bay travels on up to Minneapolis to face the Vikings at U.S. Bank. And uh, I believe that is America's Game of the Week, 3.30 on Sunday. Super excited for that. Um, the Vikings are always seem to be an issue for us for whatever reason. But I think a lot of that was because of Mike Zimmer. Even though he's fired, he was a great defensive mind. That's been talked about multiple times after Packer-Viking games where uh, him and Rodgers go back and forth a lot. So with them getting offensive-minded coach in there um i think the vikings will definitely score more this season but i think rogers will take advantage of that early on in the year that coach's first game um i'm not saying we're gonna go in there and wipe the floor with them but it would not surprise me to walk out of there with more by up than more than two scores i uh i'll give you that you guys win but I don't know that I can say that you're walking out of there up two scores. Uh, as I've talked to you about, there's just something about the Packers week one of every season. They seem to just come out flat. They don't really have it going on offense just yet. They're not clicking just right. And I don't know what it is, whether it's, you know, they're, they're just not ready for the season or if they just haven't got all the competitive juices flowing yet, but they normally come out a little flat and, there's times where they fall behind and they come out in the second half and Aaron Rodgers does what he does best and comes out and wins it. Down 20 but, nothing uh, against Chicago four years ago. But yeah, you know, I, I see it being a, a lot closer game than two scores. I see it maybe coming down to the last drive. You know, Rodgers does what he does best. Two minutes on the clock, they do a two-minute drill and finish the game off. Yes, that's what I would like to see is uh, Rodgers get that W heading into Season 18. Now, while I won't argue with you, I, I know the the uh, networks set up America's Game of the Week. I got to say, America's Game of the Week is kind of shitty because, man, it's not even two playoff teams playing each other. The The Vikings might make it, but I don't know. I, it'll be a good game no matter what. But if we were going to say there was a Game of the Week, I'd put it against two uh, playoff teams being the Chiefs and Cardinals. You know, the, you got the, the Cardinals, Cardinals making it over the Vikings? Come on. The Cardinals made it last year. I don't see any reason why they would just fall off a cliff this year. They've got Cliff Kingsbury back again at head coach. Kyler's progressing. He just got a contract. You know, they, they put it in his contract and then took it out. 
that uh, he had to do unbothered film study. We're talking about practice. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I have the Cardinals still being a playoff team, and I think it'll be a, a good matchup. You know, have it'll be there'll be a, I'm sure some ceremony after the game with Cliff Kingsbury and Mahomes. You know, chatting it up. That is his former head coach from Texas Tech. But yeah, I, I see the Chiefs going in there, and I don't know about a two-score game, but I definitely got the Chiefs walking away with a comfortable seven at least for a win. When do you guys play on Sunday? We play, funny enough, at three thirty. Huh? I guess just a few more people would rather see the green and gold out there than the red and yellow. It is red and gold, but uh, you no, can shove gold, that up your ass. Gold it's stays fine. in uh, Green Bay, bud. Yeah, all your old trophies that mean nothing. I get it. It's okay. We still got four of the modern ones, too. Well, on that note, we are going to wrap up this week's episode. We are super excited. We only have a few days left before we just get to open up the season. You know, by the time this comes out, it'll just be a mere 24 hours from the Bills and the Rams going at it and giving us NFL football. All the way up until February of 2023. So it's the best time of year. Yes, sir. So we're gonna give a shout out to our sponsor, Patriot Customs. Anything you might need, you know, he can do laser engraving, shirt printing. He can print on koozies for you. He can do 3D printing. Anything and everything you can think of, this man can do it. Customized for you. Also, give a shout out to our beautiful producer, Katie Eckersley. She does the best. Logan. We'll see you next week. Football season, let's go. We out. Yum, 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 yum. For fuck's sake.